Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. No, Kalina. She's out there doing the good fight. Sir Love Day out there doing the good fight. Listen, the world is a, is is at a, a critical omni point at the moment. If you're out there in solidarity with the cause, we salute you. Don't don't lose. Don't water down the message. Keep going. Keep fighting. Keep being on the front line. Make sure you're talking to people wiser and smarter than you, so you can always retool your mind. And uh, make sure you your your health is always at a premium. And always make sure we leave room for discussion and make action plans for the future. You know that that's how the question podcast do it. And while we're here. I needed to bring in two gentlemen that I am a fan of for quite some time. Anything related to Brooklyn in any type of way, I'm going to be excited for. You know, I'm a Brooklyn boy. But we're talking about uh, one of the most respected creative producers right now with Camouflage Monk and his, his collaborative project with Deuce Ellis. The EP's out now. Vinyl's out now. Go over in the Bandcamp. Go to the links below. Go. I already got mines. I'm already ordered mines. Check out. Look, look. Artwork is on point as well. Gentlemen, welcome to the Crush A Lot Podcast. Yeah. What's what up? What's what up? What up? Man, hip-hop is in such an, a place of importance right now. Hip-hop has always been rebel music. It's always been the voice of the voiceless. It's always been this creative outlet for yes, sir, yes, guys. And then this project comes right in the time of a pandemic, of a, of a, of a civil uprising. And it is everything sonically that makes hip-hop great. It's an instrumental explosion of sounds and it's almost hard to categorize it because there's so many interesting sounds and textures and, and manip- manipulations going on how did this project um camo ellis come to be um how, how, where was the 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 foundation of this and what was the direction you were trying to go with because this is a, a phonetically an album that's so layered and so breathtaking, it's almost hard to categorize. Yeah. Why was I even in New York? You remember why I was even there? Just cause. Just cause. You know probably. I was probably just in the city, I guess. Well, I don't no, know what we, the fuck we, was going on. Um, we both have finished albums. And, you know, from our point, it's like after you finish the project, you be having mad creative energy and shit, but you don't really have, you know what I mean? You, you don't have enough to do, like, a whole album and shit. So I know I had just put out, by the one day you put out last year, maybe two, and um, you was did in New do, York just to see what's we, up. Did we do this project the time when we went to the festival, though? Oh. And we was looking at all them different rigs and shit and different. Yeah, yeah, we went to the, the, we went to the Synth Expo. We did a uh, billboard. Exactly. We did so that's what four truly five. inspired that motherfucker. What's that shit called? The Synth Expo. That's what that shit is, right? Yeah. Yo. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge ass like gearhead, right? And every year they got this big ass expo that come through Brooklyn, 
and all the all the latest in gear and technology for music, they all gather in like one building and show off all their shit and they be having it for like the low. Yeah, I mean, like during that one time of the year. And so it's, it's every summer and I'd be there. Like I'd be there. And so I know I copped some shit and we went back to the lab and just was cooking. And um, I mean, like sonically, it was just the challenge of like bringing two different styles together. I know, um, you know, first of all, shout out to Monk. This motherfucker is a fucking genius. And this is my favorite producer. So from that standpoint, it was like, I always wanted to work with, with the guy because that's somebody I like, fuck with and looked up to and then um when you get a phone call from somebody that like you wanted to work with like yo i'm coming through let's let's get it it's like hell yeah you know what i'm saying so um to bring them two styles together to to try and bring what i was doing like live instrumentation and, and trying to like add this musicality and then to bring like monk's ear and and just like he's got like this feel for sonics and taking shit and turning it to like like gold like literally like i've seen it because i had joints in the npc that like you know what i mean i thought you know what i mean they was never gonna see the light of day and then it turns into fucking blue jazz and like you get hundreds of mcs from across the world like giving their best bars and like and, and you know it's crazy for some rap shit for some competitive rap shit that whole contest had nothing but love bro nothing but love wasn't one negative statement wasn't one like hater comment wasn't you know what i mean like all of that it was all like positive so when we could do some shit like that for hip-hop is dope bro and that was but yeah. god who got that one we ain't really care anyway though like we ain't really care what anybody truly was gonna think anyway like we was doing like we was locked in bro basement i think you feel me and yeah the basement and the kitchen. We, the kitchen we was in the kitchen we was in the kitchen and and like outside of that you feel me, bro? Introduced me to like a vegan lifestyle and shit. You feel me? On top of that, so like, you feel me? Outside of us making that great project, like, like bro was like introducing me to some shit, some lifestyles in my life that I, I I never like touched on. You feel me? Never like reached or whatever. You feel me? So like, that was inspiring for me. Like that wanted me to create, and then just hearing what what bro was scientifically like putting together. You feel me? Was like had me like, yo, bro. I know I got sounds that go perfect with this shit. You feel me? Like I know we could fucking mash some shit up and create like some type of blue jazz, acid jazz type fucking. You feel yeah. me? Feel feel me? Something that is just like you feel me? Like let's just do something that that we feel sonically sounds good, and then just catapult it to the platform that it needs to be on, and then just see if people fuck with it. You feel me? Yo, they and that's do, the, they do, they don't. You feel me? Yo, that's the, that's the other thing, too. It's like, yeah. yeah, we didn't do this for no reason other than, like, it's, it's niggas that love making music. And it was just like, yo, can we, can we make some music together? Like, and can it be fire? Like, that was it. It wasn't no, like, we didn't think about making a project. We were just like, yo, we made one, and this is fire. Let's make another one. And, I, yo, Monk. Monk work like that. Like, we'll knock out a beat and Monk will be like, yo, start another one. I'd be like, all right, cool. And he'd be like, yo, start another one. Next thing you know, we got like 10 joints in the tank and then just, you know, picking the best. But timing-wise, uh, honest, honestly, dog, like timing-wise, like I'm sitting during the quarantine and I'm listening to this music. Like, because you just sat on it. It was kind of like an inside joke. Like, ain't nobody ever going to listen to this but us this for us, you know what I mean like I'm gonna bump this shit like on my speakers and can't nobody else hear this but I'm like I'm really deep in the music one day and I'm like man 
we need to share this shit. Like, like people need to hear this. Like, people would appreciate it. It fits the time. It's going to make people feel good. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole joint was just dope. And so as soon as, as soon as, like, yeah, I mean, like, the ears got a whiff of it, it was like, yeah, people, people embracing it and just loving the fact that, like, it's dope, it's hip-hop, but it's, it's music. It's, it's that healing shit. Yeah, hip-hop has... Hip hop is so underrated for how much love hip hop has for every type of music. I mean, every type of music is infused in there. I don't know where my love for music would be if I didn't have hip hop in my life because it introduced me to so much funk, so much soul, so much uh, psychedelic rock. Like, we have an ear for things that is, is, is a big scope. And in this project in particular, all these sounds are married together in a way that is still hip hop, but then it, it, it's a, like borderline like psychedelic as well. Like I'm wondering if I trip on some mushrooms, uh, would I have a different listening experience? I'm sure I would, but it fits well within this sphere of, of higher learning or thinking. When you're creating this, one of my biggest things for 2020 was I wanted MCs and producers to just go for it and try a new sound and do something different because people were falling into that loop thing all over again and, and it started to sound a little the same and I was looking for who's going to be that next crazy idea and how we're going to how can we support those and there's a few been like the LSD Guilty Simpson project or, or Leonard Charles was a, was a different experience and I like that project but this one was like wow how do we how do you get from being creative like this versus the pressure to also be like profitable because I, I want MCs to eat as well, but within this scope, it almost gets lost if you don't have a more of a mainstream approach. Is that something you think about when you're creating your craft? Is there pressure to be like, I gotta switch it up for I could get more revenue in there because that's always a conflict with with hip hop and getting into like really what hip hop is. Nah, nah, and I I learned the difference. Just like this, this project is an example of like we made a piece of art and we had a piece of art, and then I just put the marketing mind towards all right now how can I get this piece of art to as many people as possible, and so like. The rollout, you know what I mean? Like, had not, like when we made the project, there was no thoughts on, like, how to commercialize it, how to, none of that, none of that. that. It was just pure art. But then I started thinking, like, all right, how can I introduce this to people? How can I get, and, and I didn't want this to be on some, like, hey, look at me, look at my music. I wanted this to be, like, hey, this is, this is healing, this is community. So that's why we started with the contest, because it was a chance for, like, you know what I mean? Like lots and lots of people to be involved in it and be a part literally of, of this project and shit. So, um, you know, and keeping it profitable, you just, you find interesting ways to like tell a story. Um, you know, you do the runs, you hop on every dope platform, shout out to, you know what I mean? Good folks like you that create opportunities like for, for, for us to share, you know what I mean? And, and get the word out and shit. But, yeah, no, nah, you just, you tell a great story, you get a great piece of art, you roll it out right, you get people involved, and like, the money comes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know any other way to say it, but like, you do it right, and the money comes, and then, you know, we, we both had pretty tight bases, and, you know, from a logistics point, like, and just for any, you know, artists that might listen, like, 
I knew the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew what numbers I did. I knew what numbers Monk did for the most part. And, you know what I mean? Like you weigh in the times or whatever, but we knew what we could hit goal wise in terms of like, <laughs> especially for this, because like every everything, this is all like us. This is all you know. What I mean, two young black entrepreneurs just just having a vision and deciding to execute on it, and, and keeping it and keeping the business tight too. You know, so. Um, but yeah, nah, you do the, anytime, and this is for any artist too, because I think some people skip this. Anytime you, you're going to roll out a project, man, do your math and keep your math simple. So if you got 50 people and you know that those 50 people will buy, then just sell to those 50 people and maybe try and get each one of them to get you maybe one more. And you can get, you know what I'm saying? And now you can do 100. And then just, just grow your math like naturally. And if you play to your math, then you can't really go wrong because now you know how to. You know how to make it work, so yeah, that that's what I would say for you know artists trying to make it profitable is just play to your mouth. Gamify, you're all over the place, obviously, with the work you've done with Cartel, the West Side Gun, um, every project you're on, um, like you like you posted recently, you're on every- you know that Maxo shit. Yeah, the you're on a hundred Maxo shit, um, and you have uh, one of the most respected producers and and on a personal. We created this show and we started going in the direction of interviewing uh, guests, which we never thought we would do. Um, we always had you at the top, like, how can we get him on the show? That's so, my, when my boy Jordan hit me, That's I was like, yeah, yes, I'll, I'll give the kids NyQuil. They'll go to sleep early. Uh, and then I'm going to have <laughs> studio available. So I want to thank you for your talents and putting it out there. Um, the world is is in a some people would think in a historic, you know, a very crazy place. I actually think it's in the most important time of our lives. Um, maybe a moment that um, we were all waiting for. Maybe we won't see the results of it in our lifetime, but maybe our kids' lifetime. Um, when creating music and thinking about music, where are you with your creativeness? Is it something that is um, a little weighted because of the things that are going on right now or are you inspired right now to create or trying to find the energy to create because i find myself to be tired more than i usually am just from holding all the emotions i have where are you with your creativity when and when producing and making music well the thing with me honestly to be to be like seriously like i don't know what it is but i somehow figured out a way to not let anything outside of my immediate life affect me or like I, I'm just not in tune with it you know like when the COVID thing happened you know it was cool because it kind of it kind of let us fell fall back and figure out a structure for pray for Paris you feel me and we didn't kind of have that yet you feel me? Like to to be honest, like if the COVID thing never happened, Pray for Paris probably would have never even dropped, and you probably you it'd probably be dropping around now almost. You feel me? Because we still had we still had like hella dates left on the What Was Sheen Gun uh, do tour. You feel me? That wasn't even done yet. So COVID kind of like COVID kind of slowed everything down and took my mindset my mind state from what I normally was in, how I don't let nothing truly affect me. And I don't get like when I'm creating, literally when I'm, when I'm in a, when I'm in a creating mode and I'm creating, I tune everything outside out. Cause I don't like being influenced by anybody else. 
You feel me? I don't like letting nothing else influence me or my craft or what I'm doing. I like I like building my essay from a point. You feel me? Be totally blind and then bringing it to the world and letting it and then you feel me comparing it from there. I guess from there on or whatever or letting it float and just you know just swan dive in the world from there on. But um, as far as everything that's going on, it hasn't fully affected me because like. It actually gave me time to sit down with like, like outside of the do sellers thing, I was able to sit down this whole COVID with El Camino, with uh, Sauce Heist and Billy Esco, who was on the uh, 327 uh, record with uh, Tyler and Joey Badass. He did the hook. We working on his album right now. I was able to sit down with all three of those artists and create albums for all three of them at the same time. And none of them sounds the same. You feel me? Like we all sonically was able to sit down in, in the same studio, all three of us. And I created albums for all three of these artists at the same time. And it's like, it's crazy that I was, that I, like, I, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm, I'm just at a point in my career and my time where you feel me? Like I'm just coming across sounds and just sonically just coming across shit. That's just like, it's, it's, it's sonically just taking me there. You feel me? And not only taking me there when I'm, when I'm, when I'm able to let artists like El Camino hear some shit, like it's like taking him there. You feel me? And then when he get to writing and then creating some shit and then you feel me, then we got crazy fucking records going and shit. Like now shit just fucking bubbling and going crazy. And then at the same time in the, in the, in the mess where I'm, where I'm working on three albums at once, uh, I get a phone call from Westside Gun. He like, man, meet me at the hotel in Buff. You feel me? We working on the Pray for Paris album, man. We need you to come through. You feel me? Cause so I got that motivation now. You feel me? He working on Pray for Paris, the movie. I mean, my bad, not the album. He about to do a movie. He keep working on um, dropping out on Sundance. Attack Sundance Films uh, and Netflix and all of that shit real soon as with the Pray for Paris movie. So like people can get a really in-depth feel with how we how we spent like December and January and February, you know, literally before the COVID, like literally how motherfuckers was overseas just living. And then like, you talking about somebody that did two fed beds overseas now, like how's that even possible type shit? That shit is even crazy to me now that that's even possible. You feel me? And I got that motivation along building off of this. Now, bro hit me, Deuce hit me and like, yo, we about to drop this. And I want to do, he came to me with the whole plan. I didn't even sit down with bro and like, and like, you feel me? Contemplate on what we want to do. Bro came to me with a plan and was like, yo, we want to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, yo, bro, push the button. I'm all, it's all a go. You feel me? And then I got a million other things going. You feel me? Far as, like I said, with the three projects, pray for Paris movie fucking uh and, and just just cutting my realm and trying to stay sharp far as with monk and then now i now i done enter the merch realm i got my fucking 10 different designs far as for art dealer merch about to get produced and all this other shit so like i feel like this is just a year to just really like get everything in order far as for everything that we got going on and really just push it to the people Fruits and get it out there are now you know? coming into play right now <laughs> Back. Working and building that's your brand, that's, that's definitely getting respect is now. And it's, and it's yeah, yeah, and it's crazy because I I was just sitting with my bro. I was just with I was just sitting with my bro the other day, and he was telling me like, "Yo, bro, like, do you understand like 
like like what shit really is and like how like how you view in the world and shit and shit. And I had to really sit and think like, yo, bro, like I've been locked in Buffalo for like fucking so many months creating it. But I really don't understand truly how people on the outside looking in view me. You feel me? I still feel like some kid from from Watson and Buffalo walking up the street type shit. Like it hasn't really like, you feel me? This still hasn't really like truly fully affected me in a way where I feel different. You feel me? Or where I feel any type of, you feel me? I just feel like a regular kid from Buffalo still yeah. almost. You feel me? But I, I, I know that. Oh, bro. Yeah. Same way I know at this, I know at the same time, no. Yeah, I know at the same time, no, that I got to start, I got to start making a change and, and, and keep showing, I got to show the face with the music. You feel me? Just as much as the, the music is out there, I got to start showing my face more and shit and get in. You feel me? And, and spreading the word far as what the fuck I got going on because, you feel me? I always felt that I was built from the same cloth as, like, Wes, kind of with all of them. Like, I'm built from that same cloth as them. Like, like they, some of their OGs is my OGs and shit. Like, fuck. And so, like, I feel like, you feel me, a lot of the moves that I can make, you feel me, a lot of the shit that I could do, you feel me, can put me in a position to really, really be able to catapult a lifestyle, a different lifestyle for people that even I respect as artists, you feel me, that people in the world that don't know about, you feel me, as far as like the Deuce Ellis's and the Jay Skeezes and the Billy Eskos and the Tony Boys and shit, you feel me, like yes. catapult them off in a different way, you feel me, where I ain't even talking about like getting famous, like we ain't even, we even talking about super famous and all this other crazy accolades, like, like I, I just want to be able to put bros in a position where we can make money off doing what we love. And we ain't gotta sacrifice no nine to five. Like, I wanna I want my boys to be able to sit back and have kids if they want to and be able to understand this, you know, that they can take care of them, that they ain't got no problems. They could, you feel me, whatever they wanted to do, you feel me? It ain't gotta be nothing crazy, no famous wild shit, but like those who take care of their lives off doing what they love. And that's all that matters to me because I'm able to do it. You feel me? Like I'm able to do this shit, you know. So like I wanna share that same shit with my bros. Our, our message at the show, and it will always be this way, is if you can, always buy directly, buy those physicals. One, because I, well, I'm selfishly, I enjoy having um, vinyls. If I put the green screen down, you'll see my vinyl collection. And I like that experience of opening and reading. I like that. And I'm an older guy. I'm 40. I'm a, uh, I've been in, I grew up in Brooklyn hip hop. So I've always collected and liked that process, right? Um, but the streaming game has changed the way money is distributed, right? And, and it seems like the artist is getting less while the, the gatekeepers are getting more of the share and they're not really contributing uh, too much. So we always encourage people, if you can, within your means, buy physical, buy the songs directly, uh, or, and things like that. Um, and, and, and it's just... And it's good to see that momentum because I agree with you. I want my artists to not worry about nine to five. I don't want to work a nine to five. If I could just be creative the entire day, that's what I want to do. Um, Cause I work better at night, but I, I don't want, I want to sleep in, but I got to get up at nine to five. Um, right. You know, um, one of the catchy things about this project uh, with Deuce Ellis is the artwork. Um, a lot of artists forget how important the visuals are to a project. How did mm -hmm. this 
mothership of a, of goodness come to be because it caught my eye and then I saw the vinyl and I'm like, well, I gotta get the OB with the with the splatter on it. Look at how beautiful that is. What was the thinking about that? Um, how do you process art in your music for it could be a nice fusion of ideas? I mean, first for me, what art, what art music or with the art, I, I like the. I like to sit with the music for a minute and then let the art take me there, you know, and figure out what I want to do as far as for the art. But like, I'm not even going to lie, as far as for this project, like, I literally had nothing to do with this art vision, nothing to do with, like, I, I just, it was something where with this project, I literally wanted to just sonically just touch the sound and then see what my bro could do from there on. You feel me? And then he reached out to uh, Jordan. And Jordan actually did that artwork. And Jordan, I, I believe Jordan sat with a, with a bunch of them records and just sat and just listened and just let them guide him to that cover and design what he wanted. You feel me? And design what he literally felt, you feel me? What he wanted to produce. And the cover that he came out with was pretty, pretty fucking immaculate because you feel me? It, it's not only just a cover, like it's more so of an art piece now. You feel me? It's something that I'm sure people wouldn't mind having and displaying and showing like, oh, yeah. yo, man, this is pretty I fucking, hope. yeah, like this, like, I, I wouldn't even mind, like, like, yeah, like, I, like, I, like, I'm pretty sure shirts are going to come out of this soon, at some point as well, you it's feel me? Art is so important, yeah. it should be like a, a peak hole of what I'm going to experience, and as soon as I saw the right. art cover, I was like, this is going to be intriguing, because I, I don't, it's going to be otherworldly, because, you know, the artwork, and people go, Go check out the album cover and before you listen to the project. And it was an other world. Yeah, a lot of people may not know. Uh, right. A lot of people may not know. Jordan did my uh, Mad Guru cover as well, too. Jordan's old logo. Me? He, Shout out to Jordan Commander. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, of Jordan Commander. He's a beast, man. Yeah. Taking care of us. And I, anytime he asks us for a favor, I always got him. But he's just a true ambassador. Uh, to hip hop and a lot of artists and does so many things. That's it's amazing how uh, <laughs> I can't keep up with him half the time, but if he puts a stamp of approval on it, you know, it's going to be good. That man has made right, me right, several right, right. times. Do I want to pay this rent or do I want to get this pre-order? And I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> I'll find some excuse, and I'm, but I ain't going to miss this drop. Um, and so that's right. important. Right, right, right. If you're new to the Crush It Out podcast, thank you for checking it out. Most importantly, hit the links below. Um, go check out the project with Deuce Ellis and Camouflage Monk. And if you if you fucked with us from the beginning, you already know about Camouflage Monk, and you don't. And we don't need to explain it to you because you know who we we rolling with in this show anyway. But you should turn other people mm -hmm. onto it. This project is pretty amazing. If you're looking for a sonic experience, something that's out there, still rooted in hip hop, still rooted in, in the fundamentals of hip hop, and just takes you on a on a different journey. Um, this is what hip hop is at its premium, at its best. Is this creative sonic fusion that only hip hop can deliver and most importantly it's coming from black gold and i cannot Fair. stress that enough so if you're Fair. in hip hop you should be also out there defending our black and brown folks don't be outside looking in get on the front lines support the movement um, that's really is what hip hop is built upon so you know whatever it is and if you disagree with that statement well you could 
DM me on my inbox and we can have a conversation about it. I'm saying that special out podcast, Deuce Ellis, Camouflage Month. Hit the links below. Let people know. And if you got $45 plus shipping handling in your pocket, go buy the vinyl. Let people know. We appreciate we'll buy you. It. Safe. Buy it. We got a gang of them available. We don't do sellouts no more. I don't, I'm not with the selling out records no more. I don't want to do it no more. Like I want to, I want to have enough quantity that everybody can forever get this. You feel me? Can forever purchase this okay. shit. You okay. feel me? So we're going to change that soon. <laughs> watch out for our compilation project coming out real soon. We're not going to give you a date. We're just going to drop it, but it's coming out real soon. Exactly. First single. Exactly. Right now, well, hey, I'm, what city I'm, you in, bro? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm not too far away from Deuce. I can walk. You in Brooklyn? Yeah. No um, doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Salute to Brooklyn, man. Yes. Yeah, uh, I wish I was there right now. Yeah. Well, when you're in town, we can. I'm getting out of Buffalo soon. Go check out our first single with Esty Knack and Stalker, produced by Flu Knack versus Dance. Be on the lookout for our EP compilation, A Scorch to Settle. I won't give you all the names on the project. But I will say that a few of them, Future Wave, Smooth, Riggs, Mooch, Mav, V-Don. That's all I'll tell right now. I ain't saying no more. I ain't saying no more. But you know it's coming real soon. Crush a lot podcast, Camouflage Man, Duke, Ellis. Peace.